don't know if you want to do it with me. It's the yeah. baseball one. Yeah. yeah, I think doing this video, give us some time to like go over your sermon would be good though. That way you well, one, you get more comfortable. Two, we can like look back at it and say, okay, let's do let's change this up or what parts do we like? Right. Well, yeah, let's knock this one out. All right. So Hey, everybody, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. You're probably watching on my Facebook page or my LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins. You're probably watching on my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last. You're probably watching somewhere on my social media pages, so thank you for tuning in. And you're probably watching on Justin's YouTube channel as well, Chaplain's Log. So thank you so much for tuning in. So we got a treat for you today. So uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, you see that we, me and Justin, we do videos all the time. So just make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to see all that. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel, Chopper's Log, as well, to see it. But uh, the other day, about two, three weeks ago, I did a sermon on that Sunday. So whatever three weeks ago is from now. And uh, the sermon, it wasn't, it didn't go the way that I wanted. It's because I didn't, uh, I didn't really practice it and haven't really done it before. So a lot of times when you're doing a sermon, I can only speak for myself. So when you're doing a sermon or you're doing a message and you're doing it for the first time ever, it's not going to be that good, right? But if you do a sermon and it's your 10th time doing it, oh my gosh, like <laughs> the ways, the places you could go, like the more you can see what you, you can see what is in that text and you can really elaborate on it in and stuff like that. So you guys get what I'm saying. So before I do sermons, I'm going to always do a video on like what I'm going to preach about coming up like that next Sunday that I'm supposed to preach. So that's, probably gonna be a lot of videos so there's extra videos on my youtube channel and justin's youtube channel yeah plus you want to feel comfortable too like the audience sees like how well you know the stuff and how natural it is if you're right. like doing it the first time you're like reading your notes you're like looking down it doesn't look natural so yeah right. the more videos we do the better for this yeah so that's what i want to do to for today's video. i do not want to be like i was last time i preached at my dad's church on this video like this video i was just so out of it so yeah, Justin, we probably should that do another. That guy on the right just looks so judgy too. That's my dad. <laughs> I didn't even recognize your dad. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man, look at, look at him though. Why is he so? Oh, oh man, I ain't gonna lie. He actually looked better on video than what he normally looks like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he looked wait. That's his nice face. Oh, is that his nice face? Oh, okay. That's not even like his. Uh, That's his, good. Okay, at least he's showing his nice face to his son. <laughs> so oh, funny man. I can't believe I didn't recognize your dad. You've seen him like twice, right? Like in person? Yeah, I've, I've seen him like twice, and I think I've seen him preach like once. Oh, you came to the church. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Long, long time ago. All right. So, yeah, guys. So, anyways, I'm preaching uh, this Sunday. So, whatever the date is for this Sunday, it's like September 24th, I think. Yeah, September 24th. So I'm preaching this Sunday, and it's for my dad's appreciation day. So the guy you saw that looks uh, <laughs> not happy. <laughs> so it's his pastor's appreciation day at uh, St. Paul ME Church in Columbia, Tennessee. So for the sermon, what I'm going to preach about is, I don't know what the title's going to be yet, but the title's going to be like a voice that will never leave me or uh, a voice that won't fade away. That's probably will more likely be the title. And basically with that sermon, I'm going to talk about like, you know, how do, how do you hear from God? How do you know that you're hearing from God? I'm going to talk about like, uh, you know, how, you know, how can you hear from God? Like, I'm going to literally give like points 
of how can you hear from God? And so what I'm going to talk about, you know, with with that is like correlating my relationship with my dad and how that resembles my relationship with, with God. Because I don't think it's like that for everybody, but it should be like that. Like your father in the Bible, it says that, you know, husbands love your wife. How's a husband supposed to love your wife? Like Christ loves the church, right? So a husband's duty is to resemble God, to resemble Christ, more so than anybody else in the household, right? So it's your duty, your obligation to love your spouse. It doesn't say that your, your wife's supposed to love you back. It just says that the, obviously that's a given, right? But the husband is supposed to love their wife like Christ loved the church. What did Christ do for the church? He gave himself for the church. What did Christ do for the church? He sacrificed everything for the church. What did Christ do for the church? He came down from the best place ever, heaven, to come down to this pitiful place, scum of the earth, earth, right, to save us, me and you. Went the crap for me and you. That's we're supposed to go over and beyond for our spouses, right? So, like, my father did that, right? My father... You know, I'm a, I'm a statistically, if you guys look, I think black fathers are the least present in their household. And that could be from the system, from the man trying to get us, from police brutality, from different stuff, lynchings, like slavery, like it all played a factor, right? So like black fathers aren't really in their household, but you no, know, just statistically in this time period, just fathers aren't really a part of their families like they used to be, like statistically. And that's sad. But for mm-hmm. me, statistically, and even for Justin, like our fathers are have been in our lives heavily. So like my father hasn't just been in my life, but he's been married to my mother all my life. So I'm I'm about to be 31 this year on December 28th. And my older brother's about to be 32. My parents been married for 33 years. So this year will be 33 years. And um, yeah, so. They've always been together all my life. Like <laughs> I've always seen my dad love on my mother and vice versa. Right. So like I've never like questioned that at all. So like what does that do for a son? Right. Seeing that kind of love. And not just that. My dad's always been in my life. And not just that. My dad talks to me so much that sometimes it's it's not nagging. That's not the word. It's just annoying. Like because I know what he's going to say. I know where he's going to go. I know what he thinks, right? And and mind you, like, we think differently, right? I'm a different person than my dad, right? So the things that he would do, more than likely, I'm going to do the same thing, but in a different, in my way. You see what I'm saying? Because I am, at the end of the day, my father's son. I'm just like my father, right? And there's a saying, it's a quote, me and Justin going to talk about it eventually when we do hurt people, hurt people. But it's the saying says, I learned it on a Batman movie. It says that the sins of the father will be heaped upon the son. So that's talking about generational curses. That's talking about the struggles of the father. So the sin that they struggle with, you're more than likely going to struggle with too. Especially like if you're really, really close with them. So I can say, yeah, that's it's the same thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, that's that pretty much the direction I'm going. Justin, stop me if you got something, man. But like, Cause I'm gonna pull out those scripture verses in a minute to like really like bring the message home. Like yeah, and I like, and uh, I won't say too much about now because I think we're gonna dig deeper into it. But yeah, the uh, like I love that you mentioned that husbands or fathers they're supposed to represent like Jesus to the church, and they sacrifice. Uh, they make sacrifices. They make choices. They take on a leadership role. I think that's like very important. 
um, because like um, like a lot of people nowadays will see marriage as like uh, what can my spouse do for me or they marry into it because they think how can this person help me grow which is not a bad thing you want your spouse to help you grow like sean and i talked a lot about that before but like that's a selfish approach to it like we should be thinking what can i do for my wife and i think the husbands more than ever are the ones who need to be asking that as well and like if some people are saying well if i do all these good things for them and they don't love me back or they don't do these things for me in return then why should i do it it's like well what did we do for jesus before he sacrificed himself did he wait for us to stop sinning before he saved us did he wait till we were um already perfect beings before he sacrificed himself no like otherwise he wouldn't have had to sacrifice himself and that's the role i think um men do need to take as well is like we aren't in it for ourselves. Like Sean's dad wasn't in it for himself. Like he was, he tried to bring an atmosphere of love or raise up his boys and um, raise up his boys to be in like a loving household. Like they, if we're throwing out statistics, like statistically families that have a father absent from the household are, I think it was like 17 to 22% more likely to go to jail in their teenage years and even higher when they reached adulthood. Yeah. So it just shows that um, the importance of like men or importance of like a Christ-like figure in a family's life. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I was gonna say too, if y'all look at my playlist, I have a playlist titled, uh, let me just go to it real quick. So on my YouTube channel, I have a playlist titled, you know, God Speaks Through Creation. Let me type that in real quick. God Speaks Through, yeah, it's right here. All right. I think so, that's general revelation where God speaks through like the creation. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, with this playlist, if you go to my YouTube channel, upload past crossroads, you'll see this playlist, but on that playlist, I just talk about how, you know, God, you can receive a revelation from God. Like Justin just says from something going on in creation, right? So God shows himself and how he operates, shows his love, shows everything about him characteristic through creation in some type of way. It could be through human beings, through a fish, it could be through anything, right? Because, like, it's God's creation. It resembles his glory in some kind of way, some kind of facet. So, like, in a marriage with a husband, yes, like, that's a given. Like, mm -hmm. God shows it. That's yeah. what his goal is in marriage, to show his love, his grace, his mercy, his glory, how he operates, his characteristics through a father or through a mother or through a son or through a daughter. Like, this is the goal of God when it comes to a family in a marriage in a, and everything like that, right? Even a friendship, like with me and Justin, like God wants to show just how great he is through each and every single facet of our lives, right? So what is God? what has God been trying to say to you through what you are going through right now? So like, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about what he's saying to me through like my relationship with my dad. Like a job, a, the job of a father has to be really hard. Like. <laughs> Just from what I seen with my dad, because I can't speak for him. I can't I can't speak like like he would from experiences he has faced. But like, yeah, just with my dad, man, like he just shown God's love in so many ways. Like he's and here goes some of the ways that he's shown God's love. Like and and when I when I say these things, I want you to like hear it because like it's he doesn't do it for nothing. Like everything's purposeful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and honestly, my dad does it naturally. He's just doing his duty that God gave him to do. He's being a good steward of what God 
has stewarded him to steward, which is me as a son, my siblings as a daughter and sons, you know, my mom as his wife. Like he's just doing what he was called by God to do and purposed by God to do with the life that he's been given, right? So like and my dad doing that is shown it's shown tremendously. It just led me to God. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Like without my dad being in my life the way that he has been, I would have never came to God, right? And that says a lot because like, you know, that's shit, that's how it should be. And that's a bold statement to make. But like that's how it should be. Like your father should be such a like it's not a great figure, but just like a such a they should just be themselves so much, be so present and be who God created them to be so much that it just points you to God, right? And that's where everybody, like if everybody's doing what God created you to do, what God has intended for you to do specifically, right? If you're just living in purpose of what God purposed you specifically to do, it's gonna, in every way of your life, like people will see God and it will lead people to God, right? That's just what I've experienced. So like without my family, it's not just my dad, but my mom, my grandparents or my mom's, uh, parents and my dad's parents. I was real close with my good mommy and good daddy. That's what I called them, my dad's parents. So like all because of their love, because of the way that they operated, right? And because how I, I wasn't how how God involved me in their lives, like that's how that's what led me to God. So like one of the ways that led me to God, like just from my dad, is like um yeah man like he's just always been present in my life. So like he's been so present in my life. Like I know the type of music he likes. I know what his favorite songs are because he, he plays them all the time. You see what I'm saying? Like, and he loves jazz music. So my favorite group, my favorite band, whatever you want to call it, my favorite artist is it's a group called the Yellow Jackets. They're a jazz group. And so I titled this video, A Voice That Will Never Leave Me, A Voice That Will Never Fade Away, right? So I'm going to use an example. So when I was in North Carolina, so right after I graduated from college in 2016, I lived in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina for two years. And when I was there, like when I first moved there, I don't know if you guys ever moved somewhere by yourself, but when you're by yourself and you move somewhere, like it's lonely, like you have to figure out how to do everything by yourself. So let me put things times 10, right? So like I had to, when I moved in my apartment, I had to get my own Wi-Fi. I had to get my own TV. Like I had to get my own furniture. Like nothing was there in the apartment until I did stuff, right? So no Wi-Fi, right? As a matter of fact, I had no blankets. Like the blankets I had were too thin because both of my roommates that I roomed with, they liked it cold like I did. So like, and I love it cold when I go to sleep. But that night, boy, it was like I was in Antarctica or something, like somewhere real cold. And I was just, <laughs> I was so cold, teeth chattering everything. And I like it cold, but that was just too much. So the next day I went to Walmart to get more covers, more comforters and stuff like that. But anyways, like, it was just so rough the first week, week and a half when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, like because I was sleeping on the floor. I had no furniture. I, I blew my signing bonus from, from Bank of America. My two roommates didn't. They saved their money just so they could get furniture and everything when they got in the apartment. I didn't. I blew it. I blew the whole check. The whole it was six thousand four hundred forty four dollars. So like, man, it was just rough the first two weeks there. Like. And like, uh, but one thing that got me going, like I felt like my dad was still with me because I would play his jazz music that he used to play all the time. Uh -huh. So Yellow, that's when I really fell in love with Yellow Jackets back when I was like 25, 24. And like just listening to Yellow Jackets or any type of music that my dad would listen to, it felt like he was there 
and he wasn't even there, right? And so that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to like your relationship with your dad, like it should resemble your relationship with God. You see, that don't just come naturally, right? That was something that was built over time. That's something that took took time to get to. Like I know my dad so well. I his his thoughts and his voice is constantly in my head. And honestly, sometimes it's a negative voice, like saying, like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm a fool wrong dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, he said I couldn't. He said you needed a degree in order to invest successfully in the stock market. So every single time I'm investing, I'm trying to prove him wrong. I have that voice in my head of just him saying that. A lot of times he just says something because he's more realistic than me. But, like, he'll challenge you, too. You know, he likes to – I won't say he likes to test me. But he just know how it works. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's every son's goal. Like, a father, I feel like that's just a father's job to kind of, like, throw the negative out there and just see what you do with the negative. Is that going to stop you? Are you going to fight for it? Are you going to be a man? Like, that's what my dad taught me, just how to be a man. Like, stand up for yourself. Like, if you don't like something, just say it, bro. You don't got to do it. Like, you know, like, that's my dad, too. So, like, yeah, man, like, just, just with that dynamic, man, like, my relationship with my dad, like, it's something that I had to put in work into him too. Like it was, it was, it had to go both ways. The same thing with my relationship with, with your relationship with God, like your relationship with God, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. If you don't do those things, you're not going to be able to hear from him. Like I heard from my dad. I told you, I don't have to talk to my dad to know what he thinks. Like he's in my head with everything I do on a daily basis, man. You got to work, man. You got to put food on each other. You got to take care of Maya. Like one time he literally told me like, you know, you got to, he, it wasn't work. He said something else. But yeah, he said, you got to quit investing your money so much so you can take care of Maya. Like, take care of Maya. That should be your number one for her. Why are you worried about investing your money? Right? Mm. I know why I'm investing my money. And I still agree with me investing my money first before I get married because I just made $30,000 from just investing my money. I wouldn't have $30,000 more than what I already had, right? I got way more than that. I'm just saying. But like, if I would have never invested, then I wouldn't have that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to test, you know, just like you test God. Sometimes you got to test your father. Test what they think because they're not right about everything. Right. So you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot of stuff. So just I'll let you talk, man. I want to. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I love the part where you were saying like you you like saw Jesus through your dad mm -hmm. or through your grandparents, because I think that is very important in that uh, the Bible verse like we can love because God first loved us as well. Um, and it's like, and again, like those stats and all this research that shows like uh, kids from like broken families or like family, like single parent families um, do have a harder time like trusting or loving another person. So like, that's a big part of a father's role as well. I think is just to be able to instill some of those lessons that it's like, sometimes that's the only bible a lot of kids will see is like through their parents or through their community they you're i i rarely see someone get saved just from like quoting bible verses at people like it's a yeah bible like having life verses bible verses can definitely help you through the day but like the real change is like those relationships or like seeing god through those people yeah. so i think that is really nice that uh, you kind of relate your father and relate your uh, grandparents to that type of person. Because I think that is like a huge necessity. But just like elaborating on uh, to what you were saying further as well. It's like dads, especially, I feel like 
they teach lessons like the moms won't necessarily teach. I was watching this, uh, um, I think it was a podcast or a TED talk. It was saying like all, like her dad doesn't know like what her teacher's name is or like when the PTA meetings are or any of that. But they do know like what do, what, what does the kid want to be when they grow up or like what are some of the things that they want when they, uh, when they're older or like, what are some, or like, how do they like their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? And it's like for them, I don't know. It's like moms and dads are definitely like wired differently. And that's not a bad thing. Like that God intended for that. But like dads definitely have those lessons to see like, how tough will you be in life? Like, obviously you can go too far. I think my wife, will probably think that I'm going to like be tough as nails when I'm a dad. But like, I th I do think that is like a dad's role, like out of love. I think dads really do prepare their kids for like the real world. Like, and when you bring up that verse too, like uh, the sheep knowing the shepherd's voice, I think the dads really do kind of help like filter out the voices that they hear, like making sure they don't listen to, uh, like sweet words, like sweet words that are full of nothing. I think they, they do prepare them to like weed through like the real talk, like the real words, like what's, what's, what's really going to help build them up and stuff like that. Like what are, what are the real words of encouragement? Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they won't like the moms definitely are much better at, maybe the emotional side and not everyone, like every dynamic is different, but like, and a lot of times like kids definitely need the words of encouragement or the emotions to get through certain situations. But I do think like dads offer like how to tough out a situation sometimes. And that helps in a tough broken world as well. Sometimes a world that doesn't care about you, but at least you have like that love of your parents to help you get through and hopefully find a community that can love you in the same way. Yeah. That's what I'm happy you keep on saying that. You keep on saying it. So like I saw a quote about two years ago and I haven't used it yet, but it says people who are raised on love see the world differently than those who are raised on survival. Oh yeah. So like if you're raised on survival, all you know how to do is survive. So that's how you learn that's the habits you pick up the tendencies so like for example if you're raised in a single home mother or father all you know is the love that they gave you or like mm -hmm. the, what they taught you so like for example like with a single mother they have to wear the man's pants and the woman's pants in, mm -hmm. in, their, in their families like my ex was like that so like i've seen that up close and personal like the way my ex worked is like critiquing and criticizing everything i did and she thought that was love. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's annoying. It's nagging. Like, that's not love. Like, bro, everything's an argument. Like, literally, just me walking through the exit door, going in the Walmart instead of going through the inner door would annoy her. Like, bro, that's not a reason to argue. Like, give, I got no problems. And I got to worry about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, people who are raised on survival, that's how they function. Like, they don't know how to love. So that's mm -hmm. one thing, like when me and my ex broke up, I was like, bro, the next person I'm with, they got to have a father in their lives. Like you got to have a mother and a father because like a father that has a daughter, there's a certain way. I mean, it's not like that for everybody, but like a man changes when they have a daughter. Like my dad changed drastically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah drastically when he actually came around, like 
my dad was a drill sergeant. That's one thing I was going to talk about. Like, how can you hear from God? That's what I'm talking about in my sermon and reasons why you don't hear from God. So one reason you don't hear from God is you don't esteem him. You don't respect him. You know, if you esteem something, then you do everything you can to position yourself to receive what you esteem, right? So I need to look up what esteem means. Because, I mean, esteem, it does mean res respect a little bit, reverence. Well, let I me think see what up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you look that up, though. Yeah, I do think, like, that's uh, and I think that's, like, a big pain from a lot of, a big source of pain for a lot of people as well is, like, not feeling esteemed and we talked about this before like not feeling worthy not feeling chosen and i think a lot of times that definitely happens for um like kids who feel like they weren't chosen by their parents or kids who are missing a parent or kids whose one of their parents is left is then they're like f constantly fighting on like trying to feel worthy or trying to feel wanted and unfortunately like it's impossible from an earthly perspective because you can't fill a God-sized hole with anything less than God. Yeah. Okay, so what the word, the definition of esteem, the synonyms is respect, admiration, to highly regard, to have a high or good opinion of, so it's approval, appreciation, so anything like that. All right, so it's a treasure, a prize, stuff like that. So. It, yeah, admiration. That is so deep, man. Mm. So one reason, like, and I told you, like, my relationship with my dad just taught me a lot about what my relationship should look like with God, right? And is it perfect? No, but, like, it's just, that's just how it is for me, right? So, like, if I didn't admire, respect, or highly esteem my dad, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know him well because I would always distance myself from him. And honestly, like it's hard, yeah. you know, with everybody, a relationship's hard. So you see what I'm saying? Like you're gonna have flaws and it's not gonna be perfect. A lot of people expect that. But yeah. like with my dad and me, we don't agree on everything. A lot of stuff like triggers me. Like he knows it triggers me and I know what I do to him will trigger him. Like for example, we'll be in Cracker Barrel and he hates happy music. So like music that will play at like Chuck E. Cheese, mm. He cannot stand it. But like I love it. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, like, you know what I mean? I shazam it. He's like just shaking his head, like, bro. And and we had to like, I had to like, it's not me teaching them, but like, bro, I don't have to like what you like. What you think's great music, like not everybody in the world thinks that. Like, you know, like I like my music too. Like, you know, your music that you like is not the only type of music in the world. And that's the thing, like you'll play the same stuff and I hear it. But like there's so much more stuff out there. So that's just where we differ. But like I still like, for example, if he passed away, like, there's certain things that I would listen to or do, and I feel like I'm close to him, right? So it's, it's really the same thing with God. If you esteem something, then you'll do everything you can to position yourself to receive what you esteem. So, for example, I titled this video a voice that will never fade away, right? So, like, if my dad passed away, honestly, I got a lot from my dad. I got enough from my dad, like. If he passed away today, like, I didn't miss out on anything. Like, I got everything I needed from him. You see what I'm saying? Like, I will not have any regrets or anything. Because, like, it's, I just wish a lot. Like, I'm with him all the time. I'm in. I'm under ministry with him. I, I live I in his household. Dad passing away at the sermon, though. <laughs> well, I, got, I get, got what you mean. Yeah. You got no doubt yeah. of him. That's really cool.
Yeah, so like, and I know like his voice is always in my head. It will never fade away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm listening to happy music, oh, my dad would hate that, but I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, it's just stuff like that, little things. Just the little things. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with your relationship with God. Like, if you don't respect and admire him, you don't position yourself to like receive what he wants you to receive. So like, for example, my dad played. I'm talking about music and stuff, but there's like. Uh, Trying to think of something my dad don't like that I, I mean, my dad likes that I really don't like. But like, I, like if he passed away or something, like I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll do something with it, even though I don't really care for it. Like bass guitar. Like my dad loves the guitar, likes playing guitar. Like if I could play any instrument, it wouldn't have been the bass guitar. Right. So just me doing something like that, like it's not something I do or would care to do really, because I really don't have the time. But like if I really wanted to, like I would do it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just something so little and minuscule, but like it means a lot, right? So like, uh, yeah, what was I gonna say too? There's just so much I want to say with this sermon, but like, <clears throat> yeah. Well, okay. Let me see. Oh, okay, I haven't read the verses yet, so let's just read the verses. Like I should have started off the video doing. Oh that. yeah. But the verse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was wondering why we would pull in the verses because i realized after a while man we we actually haven't like talked about the verses yet yeah so the verses i'm gonna be coming from for that sermon that i'm gonna preach on this sunday on september 24th at my dad's church for his pastor appreciation one of the verses is john 10 27 and i'm probably gonna read john 10 14 as well and then the other scripture verses first samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 right so these verses just relate with everything, all the directions I'm gonna go in, especially what we, what we just talked about, right? So if we look at John 10, verse 14, it reads, you know, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, right? And then in verse 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Man, those verses are so great, man, because like, like I was saying with my dad, like, you know, my dad, my God had my dad in my life for a purpose, for a reason, for a it's for a great reason, right? And so I can see, like, just yesterday, I heard a faint voice saying, "Hey, hey, like, <laughs> hey, like," it was so faint, it was upstairs, right? And me and Maya are downstairs watching TV at my at my parents' house, and um, it was just so faint, but it was my dad's voice. I was like, Maya, do you hear that? She was like, No. I was like, it's, I heard my dad. I was like, and he said it twice. So I went upstairs and yeah, he wanted me. So I was like, dang, he couldn't just say Sean. Like, <laughs> like I barely heard him, but I heard him. You see what I'm saying? So my sheep know my voice. They listen to my voice. When I speak, they know it's me, right? They heard me. Like, I think like uh even if I was like in a crowd or something like that. No, that's a bad example. Uh, a good example I'm probably gonna use during the sermon. I'm gonna talk about how like I had a heat stroke when I was 17. And like, uh, just that day was awful. It was so hot and I had a heat stroke, right? Mm. And I remember the ambulance came, so the, the paramedics, whatever you want to call them, they came and everybody, you know, they held me and put me on a bench for, you know, for them to come up to me because it was a football game. So they were already there. And when they came up to me, they said, hey, you got to keep them awake. Everybody was like, okay, keep them awake. You got to stay up, son. Stay up, son. Like none of them knew me. So like them just telling me to stay awake, I don't. There, there are nobody to me. I was about to go to sleep. My dad came and they told him, they told him what was going on. I heard that. And so then my dad was like, Hey, 
I was like, sir. <laughs> I didn't respond to nobody else. But when he talked, I heard it. Like everybody else was just talking. I just heard chatting, chatting, chatting. Right. But when my dad talked, it was like everybody else's voice stood still. And he was like, hey. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> he was like, stay awake. I was like, yes, sir. Like I was going to go to sleep. They said if I went to sleep, they come on saying it. And I heard it. They said if I go to sleep, then my sis, it's a possibility I won't wake back up because yeah. my system's going to shut down. You know, so. Yeah, so keep him awake. And my, when my dad said that, man, I was wide awake. I think he even rode in the ambulance with me to go to the hospital, right? So um, to keep me awake. And like, man, that 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 scripture verse reminds me of that. So like, and that that's something else I was gonna say too. Like, you know, when it comes to like the voices, like what voice is louder? Is it the world's voices? Is it everybody else's voices? Which voice are more more significant to you? Is it everybody else's voices or is it guys? Because like. With my dad, like his voice, it, I told you, it's always in my head. It's constantly with me. When he speaks, I listen. I hear. I follow. Like you know, I I do what he tells me to do, and that's for so many re- reasons. Like another reason why you don't hear from God is you don't respect him, you don't admire him, right? But also you don't, you don't. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? You, yeah, I'm trying to say you you disobey it, right? So like, it's a, just a certain word I want to use. I can't remember. But um, yeah, like you know how with some fathers. So my dad disciplined me. That's the word I was trying to use. My father disciplined me a lot when I was younger. So like he disciplined me so much, I got so much respect for him. So when he talks to me, like yes sir, no sir, it's still to this day. Like that will never change, cause like the respect I have for him, the 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 way he disciplined me, it it that's what it demands, right? Same thing with God. Reason why we struggle, we have so many problems and stuff, is because God's disciplining you, right? He's trying to show you, like, hey, man, you know, that's that's not the way you want to go. That's not the way, you know, that's a bad decision to make. There's consequences you got to face for it. But I'll still love you. I'll still be there for you. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, I got to discipline you now, like, you know, because you did that. This is what's going to happen, right? But I'm, you know, I, I'm a restorer. I can still make a way for you, right? So like, that just like the way my dad disciplined me. It just shows like how God works too with discipline. And so like a lot of times we don't hear from God because like I won't say you're not disciplined. So that's a bad way of saying it. But like, yeah, you just there's no connection. He don't discipline. God doesn't discipline people who aren't his children. Right. If you're his child, you know, you're going to go through certain things to where you get disciplined. And that discipline leads to respect. Right. So a lot of times we don't hear from God because you don't respect him. You don't esteem him. So you can't receive what he has to offer. Same thing with my dad. Like, some people don't respect him. You're not going to get, you don't respect my dad. <laughs> my dad's not the type of person, like, butter up. Like, no, you seen his face on the video when I was preaching a sermon. He's not like that at all. Like, you, <laughs> he's not going to butter up and drink your bath water. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's the same thing. Just I'll let you talk. Yeah. Just... And I think that relates to a lot of verses that talk about the fear of God. And, like, I know a lot of people who, um, have a hard time like reading any verses about like the beginning of wisdom is like a fear of God or like we should fear God. And like they think, and I think in that same vein, we do need to fear our parents, but they take it from a, they, they see that as like a very negative connotation. When if you like, look at the translations for that though, it doesn't mean like you're scared, scared of, um, out of your skin or anything of like your parents are scared of getting beaten or scared of God that he's going to bring down his wrath. Now, like some, 
I don't want to like say these are better translations, but really in the original Hebrew, like it's closer to like being overwhelmed or in awe or like a, uh, or like a healthy respect for God or for your parents. And I think that's what we need for like our parents as well is like a healthy respect because like we, um, Sean and I, before this, he was uh, selling me on this show called Raising Dion. And it's like um, when you have like a like raising a three or four year old who has like a, a, a well, I won't go into all the details, but when you're raising like a three or four year old, they're not going to know like the difference between right or wrong. It's like they're they're not going to know like uh, what's best for them. Like if you tell them not to run out into the street, they won't know why they won't know like the dangers behind it. And same for us. Like we're, um, I like how Sean was saying, like, you should like stay in like that rapper or that correspondence with your parents, because even though sometimes they can be wrong or they don't know your situation entirely, I think it's good to like continue to build and continue to grow because like none of us really stop growing up as well. So like we need wisdom from like our parents who have uh, been around the block a little more. And I think like that's, I think in order to do that, we have to learn a certain amount of awe or respect, not just for God, but for our parents. Because if we, if we just, if they, if we think we know better than them, like we already stunted our growth. Like we've, we are not in a position to be coachable. We're not in a position to grow like Jesus, to grow into, uh, uh, to be Christ-like. Like we are if we think we know best, that means we're shutting out any other wisdom that could be there. So I feel like that we need that humility that I feel like today's culture definitely doesn't have. Like, man, look, look at Disney movies. Like I, they, they like to frame the parents as always being in the wrong. Uh, Someone, someone sent me this funny uh, post one time. It's like when you're younger watching the little mermaid, it's like, Oh, she uh she loves him and then but when you're older watching the little mermaid it's like girl you barely know her and it's like they always like to frame the dad or the parents as like being paranoid or being too overprotective or just being plain wrong and i think that that exemplifies um sorry i don't know why i always bash disney movies on sean's channel but i do um but like uh but that that exemplifies our culture entirely. We think that since we have the internet or our parents are too old to understand our culture or how the world works today, that we don't need their guidance or we can do, we know what's best for us. Um, gosh, I can say a lot more about it, but like I, um, I think that might be kind of dangerous dangerous territory right now so i'll just kind of leave it at uh we do need to be humble um not in the case where we're putting ourselves down but like we are thinking of ourselves less and trying to at least take the guidance of our parents or take the guidance of god yeah yeah that's all i was trying to say the fear of god like if you don't fear god you're not going to hear from mm. god and you can only fear God through, you have to be taught it. Nobody gets it naturally. 
right? So like, it's it's a relationship. You have to learn to hear his voice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then like, it's not like you're. Uh, yeah, you gotta be taught to respect his voice and respect what he has to say. Cause like, even with me, I heard, the first time I heard from God was when I was ten. So it was at my cousin's graduation. Long story short, when he was crossing the stage, I was asleep. Everybody woke me up in my family. It's like, cheer. He's about to cross the stage. And as soon as they said his name, like God, the Holy Spirit prayed through me. And it was like, Father, don't allow me to graduate high school without knowing you. Don't allow me to go into the real life world at 10 years old. Mm. Don't allow me to go into the real life world without having you there with me to protect me, to guide me and give me everything I need through this life because I can't live this life without you. I prayed that at 10. Ain't no 10-year-old thinking that. So I know it's Holy Spirit praying through me, right? Mm. And then it came again on Saturday, September 4, 2010, when I was 17 years old. Like, God spoke and everything. I was basically in the throne room. Like, I could see the wheels turning. I was playing where, where the Ark of the Covenant was. That's what it looked like. Where the Ark of the Covenant was in the tabernacle, it looked just like that. Like, that's where I was. And, like, I couldn't even look up. Like, I could only, like, see a little bit on the side because, like, I had, when you're in God's presence, like literally in his presence, like that's pride stuff that goes out the door. Your way goes out the door. Like, cause like when you're in his presence, everything's understood. You know who you're talking to. You know who, who, who you're around. Mm. You know exactly what you have done all of your life. And you don't come close to meeting the standard that your father has set. So if you don't meet your father's standard, oh my gosh, you got so much shame. You're you're like, man, I'm not worthy. But he doesn't treat you like that. Not when you're his child. Nah, because Jesus died on the cross for you. He paid away for you. And so he sees you like you're Jesus. But you don't think like that because all you can see is his glory, right? You know, and all you can feel is just how perfect he is and how like, man, I got a lot of work to do. And that's how he treats you. Like, you know we should do this. Like, yes, Lord, anything you want. Like, you know, and so, yeah, like the fear of God, like that was so perfect that we even talked about this. Cause like, if you haven't been disciplined, God doesn't, dis- it said, said that in the Bible, God doesn't discipline people who aren't his children. He only disciplines his sheep and the people who want to be disciplined, who know and want to do better. Right. So it starts with the fear of God. Same thing with my dad. Like if you don't have a certain and it's it's be different because you're not nobody else is his child but me. But like it's the same thing. Like there's a certain level of fear I gotta have for my dad in order to respect him and discern and figure out what you know and hear what he has to say. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Because like what he has to say, it may, I may not agree with it. I may not like it. But at the end of the day, it's still my dad, right? So I still have to respect what he says in the way that he says it, even though. It's, a lot of times, a lot of times, he don't say it how he should. Uh-huh. So I guess I know like where his intent's coming from. Same thing with God. Like you see what I'm saying? <laughs> saying like it's just so powerful how all that tied in. I'm gonna go back to the scripture verses too. Uh, John 10, 14, John 10, uh, 27. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Like my dad knows who I am. My dad knows what my dreams and aspirations are. He. He has seen me and helped me as a baby, changed my diaper. That's a whole different level of like relationship. Like when dad, my dad, he seen me at my worst and he seen me at my best. Right. <laughs> so like <laughs> so it's crazy, man. Like and how dad my dad can still love me because he knows me. Right. And I know him. 
right? So that doesn't change anything. So like, yeah, and my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's the thing. They follow me. Like, so when you hear God's voice, you got to follow it. You got to do what he tells you to do. When you have the fear of God, you're going to do what he tells you to do. When you don't have the fear of God, you don't respect what he has to say. You don't esteem God. You're not going to do anything, right? You're not going to follow what he has to say. That's why you don't hear from him. That's why you don't have a relationship with him because of those things right there, right? And so, yeah, that's one direction I'm going in, Justin. Another way I was going to say, like, another reason why you don't hear from God is, like, uh, what's keeping you from hearing from God is you don't know certain protocols, so you don't know how to approach him. So it's the same thing, like, fearing God again, you know, uh, respecting and esteeming God, like, re revering God, being all of him. You don't do those things. <laughs> those are certain protocols you got to have. You got to become humbly, right? My dad preached on September 17th, so I think that was last week or this week. He, his, the title of his sermon was, I Know I've Been Changed. And he said, pride and self-centeredness often keeps us from hearing God's word. So, like, when you're prideful and you're stubborn, you think you know everything, why would somebody waste time telling you something, right? My dad is exactly like that. Like, if you think you know everything, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and as soon as you mess up and you're wrong, you come back to me. He's like, I told you. But my dad's really, like, humble about it. Like, he's just, he, he, he tells you, I told you. But like he'll say, it's okay though. You know, I did I made the oh, same like mistake back then, back when. <laughs> so let's bounce back and let's you know figure out what to do next. Like that's literally my dad. Same thing with God. Like he doesn't like shame you, but like he doesn't have to tell you I told you. It's just like, yeah, you should have you known better. I told you better, but you know, it's okay. You still got tomorrow, right? So yeah. Man, I gotta really organize this, Justin. <laughs> like yeah, it does feel a little all over the place right now. That's fine. That's why we're doing this. But the, uh, right. I, I do like that point as well. It's like we... Uh, shoot, I was going to say something. I just like completely blanked. Um, what you were saying for a moment. Oh, shoot, what was the last thing you said? It wasn't about revering and being all of him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. About, yeah, that's right. And I, I, I wanted to say something about like pride as well. Cause that goes, yeah. man, pride just flies in the face of like every, I don't know. It, there's so many things that flies in the face of that prevents you from being the creation that God wants you to be. Like in the context of marriage, like I said, like you, like if you're prideful, like you won't try to meet your spouse's needs. You're, it's always going to be about me, me, me. And like that's not what, that's not what men are called to do. Or if you're like a father, if you're if you're too prideful, like as Sean said, like sometimes the parents are still people. They're going to get it wrong sometimes. But if you're a father who gets like uh, confronted with something you're doing wrong, it's like if you have pride, you're going to double down on that. You're not going to admit you're wrong. You're just going to be more hard-headed on it. And like, man, I've done that. I, shoot, I've done that countless of times. And then hindsight's twenty twenty. And you realize, man, why did I do that? But it's because of pride, like for whatever reason. And so as a, as a son or a daughter as well, like pride can easily get in the way in that you just don't want to, again, you think you know better, but that prevents you from like hearing God. Like in uh, um, Paradise Lost, like in that story about the devil, that's the reason like he, he, had, he had everything an angel could have asked for for God and he was in a high position, but like he, 
he let his pride get the best of him and he fell hardest than anyone in history. And like, yeah. honestly, that's heartbreaking. And you, so a lot of times we don't notice when we are prideful. Like we, again, man, I, I feel like I'm always talking about like the culture of kids these days. I, I feel like I'm getting older as the more videos yeah. we do, but yeah, kids these days, they're terrible, but they, um, but yeah, it's honestly our culture today. We think that we deserve, like we're entitled to something like we deserve to like feel this way. And, uh, CS Lewis, he wrote the screw tape letters. It's amazing book. Very hard read though. It's from a perspective of like a demon trying to tempt this man. And he says like, sometimes the tiniest, the tiniest sins are actually the ones that build up. And it's, um, he was saying like, if you can just like insert in his mind, the idea of if only things were like this way, or if only don't I deserve to have like, uh, just have this little bit done for me. It's like, man, those small things build up. You don't have to be like a uh, tyrant to be on the path to hell. Sometimes good intentions are like the small things uh, are the building blocks for hell. And I think mm. that definitely leads us away from God a lot of times. Sorry, maybe that seems harsh. I, I'm hoping you guys don't think I'm saying you're going to hell. But like, uh, but that does turn us away from God so easily. as. Jesus said, like, the, the path and the gate to heaven is very narrow. It's a very hard path. And I definitely think pride or uh, our other vices really keep us from going through that gate because we don't listen to God or we don't try to listen to how, how we need to go. Like, look at the Gospels. Like, Jesus, I'm, well it's easy to look back on it now because we have the Bible and we can study it back then they just had his word, but Jesus laid out a lot of lessons on what the kingdom of God is like, or what it means to truly follow God. And like people didn't listen to that or they couldn't like for them, that was like, to be fair for them, that was revolutionary. That's not what the teachers were teaching. That's not what the Pharisees were teaching. That's not what the temples were teaching. But it's like they didn't listen to that. And because of that, they like it was an easy way to turn from God. So like what Sean was saying, like if we want to like listen to God, like we do need to follow these procedures, follow this process, because it is a very narrow gate to try to cross. Yeah, like how you said pride, man, because like I was thinking about it. But is God prideful? You know, because like yeah. the fruits of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is humility, right? So that means God's humble, right? And I, when I think about it from my dad, just from Marley's show, my dad, you said that children, when it comes to family, that's, that, that's basically what you said. So like when it comes to kids and daughters, like, you know, feeling entitled, feeling like somebody owe you something, just pride, thinking you know everything. That stuff got to go. Not just for kids, but even for parents. Because, like, eventually the kids grow up. You got to learn, like, hey, man, you're talking to an adult now. You're not talking to some, some child no more, you know? So you got to, like, respect goes two ways at that point. Humility goes two ways at that point. At least it should, like, you know what I mean? Because if it doesn't, then you're just going to draw the kids away if you're just prideful and think you know everything. 
everything like that. So I was thinking like, yeah, like with God, he has a different type of humility, but he has humility. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't go around saying, I know everything. Like, that's mm-hmm. obvious. I have all the wisdom in the world. You know, I have all the understanding. I created it, everything. I know how, I know what's out there. You don't. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's what I thought about when you said what you said, too. And then also, just going back, when I had my heat stroke, man, like, man, my dad gave me strength and woke me up. Like, I had no strength to stay awake. I just wanted to sleep when I had my heat stroke. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were like, no, you got to stay awake. It was mm-hmm. only when my dad spoke that I stayed awake. So, you know, and the only reason why I listened to him above every other voice and I had the strength to stay awake was because I feared him, right? So that fear of it, that, that relates to the fear of God, like I was talking about. So because I respect my dad, because all the times he disciplined me, because all of our relationship, all the times together we, that build up in that moment, like I, at 17, right? I could stay awake. I got the strength to stay awake. So same thing with our relationship with God, man. Like, you know, God, it's a process. We're growing in relationship and fellowship with him. So when life storms happen, when hard times happen, you know, God's always speaking to us. He's always telling us, you know, what and giving us the strength that we need in our sufferings and stuff like that. So you have to, like, learn how to discern his voice, hear it so that you can receive what you need to receive in that moment through every single storm that you face in life. Like I saw a quote the other day, it says, if you don't familiarize yourself with Jesus in the calm times, you won't be able to hear him during the storms. Everybody has storms, everybody has hard times in life. You're gonna, It's gonna happen, right? But like, man, the greatest thing ever is when those storms hit and life's hard, when you hear from God and you get the exact message that you need in that moment. That's happened to me multiple times. What about you, Justin? Does that happen to you? And yeah. like, there's no greater revelation, man. Like, it just makes the storm the bad, the worst time ever in life. It makes that time the best time ever, right? right. Because that's what God wants for us, man. Like, to, and that's not just in the bad times. It needs to be like that in the good times as well. Because even in the good times, there's stuff that you need to work on, right? So spend time reading and meditating on his word so that you, so that when you are expecting trials, you'll be able to listen to him, right? So like, my relationship with my dad resembles all of this. It's shown me like just how my relationship with God really is. Like, you know what I mean? It's no different, right? So like, cause do I like everything that God says? No, I don't. Like God told me to run track again in two, after my freshman year of college. I didn't like that, that assignment, that commandment, run track. I hate running, right? But, and I had no strength to do it. But God said, no, he, he gave me three scripture verses. One was like Joe 10, 23. It says that, um, it says basically you'll come out as gold, that scripture verse. Then another one was like 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And the last one, I didn't even know it was in the Bible. It was Proverbs 19, 23 or 21. It says that you can go left, you can go right, you can go anywhere you want to go in life. And when you're a child of God, what I say goes. Like, that's what it literally says. It says something like that. So like, yeah, it's just like, Man, we, the more time you spend with God, like, and that's what I was saying, like, in the hard times, like, in college, when I didn't want to run track, I didn't like a message that God gave me. Like, <laughs> he gave me more messages that, like, I would have never got if I would have never read his Bible and spent time with him. And I told you, that's how you know you're hearing from God, too. Like, one scripture verse I didn't even know was in the Bible, but God spoke his word to me, and then I saw later on, hey, man, that was in his word, man. <laughs> like, he said, that's how you know you're talking with God, if he's throws out and quotes his word, right? 
and and it's literally like the Holy Spirit would never contradict or go against his word, right? So like, yeah, so the more time you spend with God, the better you know him, the more you can discern when he speaks to you, the more times you'll be able to hear from him, the more you'll get what you need in whatever moment that you face in life. So like, that's what I want to talk about in my sermon, man. Like, so Justin, man, you helped out with that. Like, <laughs> just, just like what direction I should really go in. Okay. Like, yeah, the whole point of the sermon is just talking about like, how can you hear from God? Like, you know, what do you need to do? But it's also just focusing in on your relationship with God. Like, how deep does it go? Right? Because if it goes that deep, man, you can, how, that's the question. I need to start off the sermon saying that, like, how often do you hear from God? And how often can you hear from God? Because honestly, like, the sky's the limit at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, in the Bible, it doesn't say just how many times you're going to hear from God. Like, that's just, you're as close to God as you want to be. You're as close to God as you choose to be. If you want to hear from God every single moment, every single day, I think you can get to that point. And that's my goal, actually. Like, and honestly, that's a that's a good question, too. When's the last time you actually heard from God? Mm. It's been a while. And why? Who, who left? Did God leave? Did God stop talking? Or you just ain't been in the right position? And you ain't been doing what you need to do? Is it all about works? No. But, like, it's about positioning. It's about really making sure that you're in the right place to receive what he wants to receive, what he wants you to receive. Same thing with my relationship with my dad. If I position myself the wrong way, I ain't going to hear from my dad. I can tell you there's a way you talk to my dad and a way you don't talk to my dad. There's a way that you can trigger him and cause him to be pissed. And honestly, that's the scary. You know, like, I'm so scared of my dad. I'm not crazy and stupid. Like, you piss my dad off. Like, you know what I mean? He's been doing karate since he was 13. My dad's like 58, 57. So, like, nah, I'm not going there with my dad. I ain't crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, same thing with God. Like, what can God do to you? Like, do you have that kind of fear of God? Like, you see what I'm saying? So, Justin, you good, man? Because I actually, I want to do 1 Samuel. Just do that on another video. I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. How do you feel? I think I'm, I feel like I had one more thing. I think I'm feeling good though. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think like First Samuel could deserves its own video. But yeah, I do think it's like um oh yeah, I do have like one more thing. I think it is like uh it is good to like like be in that position. Like uh, what you said like made me think about what I wanted to say for this video. We do need to be in a certain position to listen for God too. Um, and I think that requires a lot of preparation. I'm not saying that going to church or reading your Bible or getting baptized um, gets you into heaven. Those are a show of obediences and that's a show of like wanting to grow in God. Um, but they don't, they're, they're just acts. I want it to be first and foremost, that's the grace of God that gets us in heaven. But I do think like digging into the word and uh, being a part of community with God does help you be in a better position. Because if you understand, like, the Bible is God's word. Like, if you if you dig into the word, like, you can understand, like, what God is about, what people, how people have experienced God, how you would be able to experience God. I think that's, I think that's important for, like, any relationship we have. Like, Peter, I think it was Peter, had called us to do something very difficult in first peter um in which we need to have god set aside in our heart and like be ready to tell somebody why we believe in something 
And that requires preparation. That, that requires us like digging into our own personal journeys of finding out why do we, like what's our personal relationship with God? And I think that's really required for like being able to hear God is like preparing ourselves, being in that position. As Sean said, like working up to the point where we could hear God all the time or just being constantly in the spirit or being able to pray continuously as second nature. So I think it does require, like it is quite a bit of work, but I think God has given us a lot of tools to be able to grow and learn more about them and just be able to strengthen ourselves. Yeah. That's some good stuff. I had to write down some of the stuff you're saying. Yeah, yeah I think I got a good direction now. Yeah. I can't, okay. I can't wait to see what I do with First Samuel, though. I think First Samuel, like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do both of them, but we'll see on the next video. You got mm -hmm. one more in you, or you got it? Oh, I'll probably, uh, yeah, I'll probably need to get ready for tonight. Okay. Yeah, I got to do it another time, man. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I was about to say, are you free tomorrow? Yeah, I'm free tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Let's knock that one out. Yeah, maybe you can, like, take a look back on this video, too, see what you like about it, and then we'll right. tackle first Samuel tomorrow. Yeah. All right, guys. You're right. You guys know the drill. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. So this was, like, a little preview of what my sermon's going to be on Sunday, September 24, 2023. So it's coming up. So if you want to hear all the sermons that I've done, if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload past crossroads. Uh, have a whole lot of videos on that YouTube channel. So um, one of the playlists I have is titled "My Sermons." So this is where this is the playlist where you can listen to all the sermons I've ever done. So there's only been a few, so you're not missing out on anything yet. But one day it'll be a billion. So <laughs> uh, and then also uh, the rest of my social media pages are here. So make sure to you know subscribe. Uh, to my YouTube channels, subscribe or follow my podcast. I'm on a lot of podcast platforms. My Facebook, LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins, my uh, X, so Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Trouble on the Last, other Instagram page, my underscore day underscore Bible, Tumblr page, Trouble on the Last, number one. And here goes Justin's YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. So make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel and mine and click the bell after you subscribe. So click the bell so you're notified anytime we upload another video. And when you watch all the when you watch the videos, watch them all the way through. Make sure to like, comment, and share. If you do those things, you really help our pages to grow, and you're really blessing us. And then also his Facebook page is Justin Lee Howell, so make sure to befriend him on here. And after you befriend us, um, you can send us a DM, and we'll do a video on the question that you have. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I'll be doing this a lot like before I preach so I can like get a gauge on. Yeah, you got to get yourself yeah. ready. Yeah, I'm trying to get ready, man. So we'll hit you guys with another video tomorrow. So. Talk to you guys later. Peace out. Yeah, stay blessed.